What's going on, y'all? This is Mike Brown, and I just wanted to welcome y'all to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. While I got your attention, thank you so much for listening. Also, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. So whatever device you're listening on, whatever streaming service, please be sure to subscribe to it. Leave a comment. Let people know what you think. Let me know what you think. I do read them, and I always look for feedback to grow. Um, Also, did release some new merch last week. So be sure to check that out. Uh, You can also subscribe and be an exclusive member on Patreon and Anchor. Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Today, I got a special guest in the building. Um, We connected through Instagram. Uh, Actually, one of my homies, shout out to that big dude with glasses, Eric Watkins, sent me one of your videos um this was a while like maybe like a maybe like a month or two ago and i thought it was dope and i started following you and we connected through the ig like that and um yeah you said you wanted to be on the show and like i definitely looked forward to having you because i i thought everything that you were doing is pretty dope so you mind introducing yourself to the people Hi, my name is Virgo Husky. I'm an artist out of Fayetteville. That's Fayetteville, a.k.a. Dreamville, North Carolina, home of J. Cole, Moray, and of course me, Virgo Husky. I am um, glad to be here. Um, I'm glad because I was like, you know, when is he going to invite me on? Like, I want to be up there. You know what I'm saying? Like, we correspond, but you ain't saying nothing about the show and stuff like that. And I want to, I want to, you know, I want to be able to share with the people in your audience, you know, a little bit about the artist, Virgo Husky. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, You know what? Because I think about that, too. Like, why didn't I ask? And I really don't know. Um, Like, I, I really just be chilling with the podcast. Like, I think I'm, I'm like almost like you said about your music i'm not doing it for the fame so a lot of times it's really me giving my journey and um you know giving other people's journeys along the way as well so like that's why i'm always open to a guest but also like never really pressed but when you hit me up i was like yeah for sure yeah Um, how are you doing today (laughs) you know I'm trying to come on the show. So I'm I'm doing um I'm doing great. Um I had well I had a rather long day. Um I'm over here in the process of finishing the mixtape. So um like even down to the last minute um of like, you know, I have to of course, you know, I have my burger get up and stuff. I'm still like I'm numbering uh tracks. Um, picking stuff out because I've worked on, I, I didn't even know I did that much music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and, and we're trying to just tie, tie up the loose ends. So that's what pretty much I've been doing all day. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, How was your day? My day has been good. Uh, this was like my first day back at work. Um, so I just took it easy, took it easy, recharged, came in, taught the kids some hip hop stuff, you know. Oh, you're an educator. Some, some, yeah, I'm an educator. 
Wow. Well, um, first and foremost, I would like to say thank you for fighting the good fight. I couldn't um, do it. Um, I don't have the patience. All of my friends are educators. So, um, uh, matter of fact, yesterday, um, Dr. Brenda Haynes, um, which was one of my teachers growing up, my pastor and stuff, we buried her yesterday. And I wanted to go eat with her. Thank you. I wanted to go eat with her daughter, which is one of my best friends. And she's also, all of us are musicians too. So, um, and she's an educator. She teaches choir out at this high school, which I got my little substitute certificate, (laughs) which I'm I'm supposed to substitute for, but... I haven't went up there. I just don't think that I have the um, the patience. The only real thing I can do with my degree is probably going to education. But you know, mm, I think well, you could. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. At, at, at least at least try for a little while. Like I think it's important for kids to uh, have representation within the school. So, like for a kid to see you in a classroom, I think that would be dope. But then I think it would be a conflict of interest too because for I who? am, huh? For who? For Burgo Husky. Why though? I because Burgo Husky isn't the most uh, politically correct. Um, but artist. but as as you said before, you you an artist, so like Burgo Husky is a is a piece of your art. And like is granted, it may be two separate things. It's still you at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't. That's like my homeboy told and, and, me. And, and, and I'm not. I'm not saying you got to go dressed at, like dressed as Burgo Husky in the classroom. <laughs> but know, I got one up since the walk in back there. Yeah, but I mean that's that's like if you was like a you know if you was an actor and a teacher you know and you was doing some wild role like. You know, if, if that's people, really but, true, and that's and and I'm and I'm saying that from the perspective of living in California. You know what I mean? Like I understand yeah. we in two different states, so I get two it. different worlds. It's yeah. a little red over here. <laughs> it's um, just a little red. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and 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 that makes me want to ask you, what has your experience been like being, mm. you know, not only a gay man, but a gay black man, you know, being black and gay in, in uh, North Carolina. In, well, North Carolina, we it's the South. Um, yeah. Might as well say it. Um, there's been a lot of ups and downs. I mean, I had to, um, you know, coming up, I had to fight, you know, I had to do this. I had, to, I went through bullying um, all of that. That's what made me so hard. That's why I don't, I'm kind of like, you know, now I'm a, you know, I'm vocal, but like real people who know me know I'm a lot more timid than, than actual. I have a really big heart, but, um, you know, it, it was, it was what it was. Um, and, um, all I can say is that I'm thankful because it could have been worse. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I, I don't want to, I'm starting to, to um, train myself to, to be grateful for the experiences, whether it be good or bad, because it could, you know, it could have been. And, um, but it was hard, um, especially coming out at such a young age, 
I had to fight like my homeboys. I'm still close to them. went to go see one um, the other day. You know, they can't get rid of me. I'm family now. Your niece is my god, baby. But I mean, they tried to jump me way back in the day because I was different. They and they'll tell you they were like, well, we ne- we had never seen something. You know, I was standing on the porch with blonde hair and you know piercings. All I had my labre, my eyebrow. Uh, you know, all this crazy stuff. And then whatever color my hair was, that's what color I had. I was really like, you know, so it was it was a lot. But I think that they, I think that I got a lot of, um, for one, my, I, let me tell you this while it's coming out. This is, this is a uh, uh, great, there's always been a black woman somewhere to um to make sure I was okay for one so and that's that on that so like that that has really been that's been out of worldly because there are some situations that I feel like I shouldn't have survived um then um for for two uh, I think me being authentic or me just because I couldn't, I couldn't, I'm the type of person I can't really hide myself. You know what I'm saying? Now, if I have to be in and out, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? But as far as being somewhere for, you know, it's going to come out. So, um, I think that, um, me being me has kind of helped. People have been rather, um, rather, um, accepting. And I also learned there a lot of people had, um, you know, back in the day, like my aunt, my great aunt, I, I hate that. I don't want to use that word because it might be a little, but, you know, of course we use the term fag hag. And we're talking about like the sixties and, and stuff like this. They were, you know, we were around. So I think a lot of people that I ended up interacting with had um, interaction before me. So it was, um, I was, I, I went through a lot, but I'm okay. You know, did you experience racism growing up out there? Hell yeah. Um, shit. Uh, I, I could, the worst incident was high school. Um, I, but I experienced it growing up. I went to a private school. Um, I was the only black kid in class for hella years. That's one of y'all words. Hey, <laughs> but, um, yeah, high school. Good God. It was, um, homophobia and racism combined. I was, um, I could tell you a story, but I don't really like it's, 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 I'll tell you a surface part of it. I was, um, chased, um, picked on because there was an incident. Um, I was being called, the n-word repeatedly by this girl now we went to a very white school a white high school um is um but it was more so you know you had the hood like the projects in the hood and then you had the richest neighborhoods in the city going to this one school so um and then like the black affluent uh you know they had their own school you know what i'm saying so um that was, of course, our arch nemesis. But um, that, yeah, she kept calling me a nigger. 
And um, it started. I, I I could tell you. I could tell you all of the current events that were going on. I don't want that to give away my age, but um, but there was a lot going on, and we had started talking about um, Martin Luther King and uh, Mr. Pittman. Lord rest his soul. He walked out of class. Um, it was World History Honors, and you know, of course, World History. You know, and it's the honors class year. You know, it's a lot of open discussions. Um, so we're having a discussion. He walks out of class. He was a coach too. And she said, shut up, nigger. Like, you know, and I was the only black kid in that class. Now at this point, the world history classes, my sophomore year, um, well, not the world history, the, the, um, the honors classes were split up. Cause you know, a lot of people were just in the regular class. So it was like me and this group of people you know, the regular black AG, you know, students will all be in um, in two classes. So um, so the other class was the class that had the um, that had, um, you know, the the all of the 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 culture in it, per se. Is that is that the right word? So, yeah, when that started, I started complaining about it. I ended up getting suspended for three days for walking out of class. Not for, and nothing was done to her. She was still on the the thing, doing the announcements and all of this. And um, eventually, I came back and I started making a lot of noise about it, you know, and just complaining about it and stuff. Kids were pushing me. And, you know, just all types of stuff. I got followed home one time I had to walk because I was in marching band. So, you know, one time I had to walk home and, you know, there was stuff that that happened. But, um, yeah, so it kind of altered my educational, you know, because I ended up um, leaving school. Um, Well, they wouldn't let me come back. Then I had to go because I was out of school for like a complete year, just in the streets and stuff like that, running the streets. Then I went back. I did happen to graduate on time and then I left and went into the military. But it was a lot of extra stuff that I had to do. So, yes, I experienced racism. Not only um, I've experienced it in just about every aspect of my life. My family was um, my family's from Alabama, which I just left from down there. That's my dad's side. Um, they ended up, my paternal grandparents raised me. They were in the military, the neighborhood that I grew up in. We were redlined into that neighborhood. So like the houses in the neighborhood, these people have done all of this stuff to these houses. Those houses are only worth like $40,000, you know, things of that nature. They put their life and all of this into it. And I feel it's so many aspects of my life. That, you know, and that's maybe that's what we were talking about earlier, why we're so connected with um, with, you know, other other black people is because, you know, these are all things that we've experienced. This, your skin affects every single part of your life, even by complexion being darker affects a lot of things. So it's I've I've had to learn how to navigate, you know, and and. Uh, do what I needed to do, but I'm here and I'm thankful. So that's, that's, what's, up. that's mm-hmm. what's up. As you talking, something that uh ran across my mind was uh 
Cause I, I see a lot of times, and I guess I'm trying to envision what I'm trying to ask, but in short form, cause I don't know what it's like out there, but in the LGBT community, how can, how do you see, because I know you said you, you have some wisdom, um, how do you see us being able to like be more supportive of each other? Cause I, I see a lot of times like we, we look for it outside of us, but how do we even build that within before even going to seek it outside? Does that make sense? Yeah. That goes on with both, both um, sub cultures or sub um, um, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Oppression keeps running in my head. Um, minority minorities there we go um so um with everything i mean coming together is um is maybe if we weren't so worried about um everything else but i think that's there by design you know there are a lot of things that are there by design to keep our mind off of the bigger picture, you know, because we're in an aspect, one of my primary worries is, um, you know, the environment. I don't speak much on it or whatever, but, you know, I'm big on keeping my carbon imprint down. People are like, well, you know, you always don't know I take trips and then I go and I sit my ass down. And then when I come home, I only drive, you know, people are always wondering why do I always, you know, well, yeah, I keep gas because I don't go no damn where, you know, people go places for unnecessary reasons. They buy vehicles they don't need. We buy stuff that, and it's just so ingrained in life now that I don't, you know, I really don't know if it's like any turning back. And then like the, the, the bigger entities that could, um, have an impact on everything. They're not willing to. Do. And I think, you know what I really think? And this is on, and I, I don't even want to say that, but I think that um, I will talk about that on, on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole generation thing too. Yeah. I think that people are more concerned about, um, about the, the financial um, aspect when you know if there's if there's nothing here if it's not an environment that we can survive in then what what good is the money going to be because we're not even going to be here so why not take care of that but i mean it's a it's a trickle i you know i think it's a trickle down effect Mm -hmm. a lot of things need to start from the top or people who have a bigger influence and stuff like that but how much could you do? And then with everybody caught in this um, this system, it's, it's hard because you're just trying to, it's like you're just trying to survive this system. You know, I'm like me being Virgo Husky. I'm trying to build generational wealth for these kids. You know, I know at this point I'm a gay man. I'm, you know, Nine times out of ten, I want everybody says that was a whole nother conversation today. You need a child. No, um, I got enough <laughs> children. 
you know, all of this. <laughs> um, but, you know, I plan on being able to, if, if this did grow, you know, into something that was a multi-million dollar platform, you know, there would be a lot of philanthropy. I would try to, you know, and I think that that's another thing too. Um, people need to, I've noticed in the family structure and um, this isn't my thing. That's like my aunt and my cousin. They did, they, psychology is their thing. And my best, and my bestie, I just left all of them, you know, they get, they get into the coin, but, um, you know, but um, I've noticed in the family structure also that, um, especially in these recent generations, that there is a lot of stress put on to the helpers or the worker bees of the family. Um, and um, this is like, with, I'm a stroke survivor. Um, I, I don't know if, uh, you know, I've told you guys, I don't think I discussed it that much on social media, but I had a, a, a stroke in 2015. Now it was a TIA, which is a smaller stroke. I had a series of them, I do believe. And um, I think I had another one, but that one wasn't documented. My best friend is the stroke survivor, one of my best friends. Um, and she's actually in my videos. Um, and she had a major stroke. Her mother um, deals with with something. Her father had, a, um, a, you know, he had a mini stroke. And, you know, if you look at the structures, you know, these are the people who are, you know, front and center when there are family emergencies or when it comes to like the children and things of that nature. And I know this is not me saying that, you know, um, the whoever else, you know, the people who don't, you know, they don't deal with their own things. But I think that if the, um, if the stress was let off of like the, the, if the stress was even out in the family structure, that it would um, be able to uh, contribute to the change that we're looking for. Everything that I'm talking about would would be able to help because there's so many aspects in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In like doing that because people, some people are so worried about the hustle and bustle or paying bills and and doing this that they don't have time to to um to even think about you know. Um, how are we going to make things better in, you know, in the bigger picture? Because in their own world is, you know, there's no release, you know? And I think that's what I, I think that we live in the wrong system. I think that the system needs to be overhauled um, or I, not overhauled. I wouldn't say that, but I'm, I mean, I think that they need to go in and, and, and do some, some editing it's, it's we're in a different time you know and it's just we i think we should be living longer than we do i think everybody should have access to health care why not um i don't i think that educators uh should there is no way that you you guys are putting yourself on the front line and you are not you don't get hazard pay like no give them hazard pay 
why not? You should pay, especially you should pay them like you pay the military. You know what I'm saying? But the but even even the salaries of you guys and the military needs to be more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It needs to, you're just as important as a doctor. Yeah. Were you out in the military? Yes, I was, but I wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. How was that? Um, it was an experience. I was told um, when we went overseas, I was told by a battle, you know, we call each other battle buddies. I was told by a battle buddy that I don't have to worry about um, enemy fire because he's going to shoot me in the back of the head. Stuff like that. That's stuff that I went through. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was a little crazy, but yeah. you know, um, also, he called me uh, um, the F word one day, and um, I slapped him with that sandwich. They had to pull me off of him. Damn. And I went to I, you know, went to the provost marshal, and then first sergeant came. He used to always come get me and be like this, mad at me. Like I'm like, well, he called me a name, so yeah, you know, I was a little, I was a little. My thing is, by the time I got out of high school, I had to. I did a lot of fighting. Yeah. And um, so by then, I wasn't taking anybody's shit. You know, I was fighting. I was fighting back or first. So, you know, I was a little bit wilder. Um, Some people would look at it as um, being brave. You know, I got some some of my battle buddies, straight guys. They, They always tell me how brave and and stuff I was, because during that time, you know, it wasn't allowed. I just heard a story not too long ago of where we had a family day, and I wore a, um, a cut-off shirt. It was, like, cut, like, mid-riff, because, you know, I had abs and stuff back then. So I wore this shirt and some capri pants before the capris even came back. I was wearing them, because I would borrow clothes from my own, or not borrow them, I would get their old clothes, and I would take them and um, I would do like my own. I cut them up and all types of weird stuff. So I used to sew a little bit. So um, so basically, um, that I came to that family day and my homegirl told me the other day for the first time in years, she said that she got a phone call and said, if y'all don't come and get this boy from up here, I'm kicking all of y'all out because it was we were the everybody knew us and i used to rap too so like i used to battle people back then it was me this girl um lord restation um who's also a group member i come from a group called bougie rock so um and she was a member but Stacia was the star um some people say you know well they they seen a lot me and both Stacia were just like these two different personalities like when we went to the club we used to dance so like we used to have circles and stuff around us and we only danced together she wouldn't dance you know we would you know do our types of stuff but me and Stacia um that's where I really like honed my skills but it was a crew of us her um Letitia who's still my she's in Texas I was out there um in Dallas last year we all met up last summer and kicked it um is Anita um which she's getting through COVID she's in Atlanta that's why I didn't stop and see her you know but I'm gonna see her on my way back but um like all of us and you know they're all studs 
And Stacia was a stem, you know. She was, uh, she, you know, when we go out, you know, her body was a beautiful girl. You know what I'm saying? Body give you everything and all that. And, you know, then when we in the house, you know, she's got her nautical fleece then pants on and the wife beater walking around thugging harder than me. You know what I'm saying? But people knew us and knew that what we were. We went to the club and stuff like that. It was during Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Yeah. So, um, so people knew, but it is what it what it is. I, if I uh oh, she is if she's alerting you something. I think it's fireworks <laughs> outside. Oh, okay. My bad. You good? But yeah, so um, it was a time and I went through a lot of. I had some experiences in there. But um, it's something that shaped and molded me. Um, the military takes care of me. Um, you know what I'm saying? They, um, you know, it's a lot of stuff we had to go through like that. You know, I wasn't the only one. It's like everybody went through something. You know what I'm saying? But like that experience for me was was different. It was it was hard. I really don't like to talk about it, but you cool. So, you know, um, it was it was a difference, but that's where I really that's where um this the whole rap became like very very serious. It was already serious before that, but like that's where I met um DV. Like I met my group in the military, yeah. And um, you know, and that's what um that's what is why is everybody asking me talking about cash app? No. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? No. I'm over here. You know, Burgo costs money. And I don't know if people get that. You know what I'm saying? Burgo is rather expensive. And then they taking my... I'm trying to, you know, I'm over here trying to get this um, this Amazon cleared. And y'all taking my little, you know, my little side change. You know what I'm saying? Burgo like to eat snacks, too, as you see. I don't have no snacks tomorrow. I got a piece of Popeye's chicken. That's it. If I have to eat home food. <laughs> I like home food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want some sushi or something. Shit. <laughs> really getting on my nerves. I'm sorry about that. No, it's all good. Um, when Burgo is not creating art, who is Burgo? Um, first thing that comes to me, my, my mind is family man. Um, I am the I'm the house. They always say this reminds them of grandma house. I'm the house where you always gonna get it's the the collars are banging. Um, you know you always gonna get a pot of collars or um, some you know something simmering, some lima beans or something simmering in the crock pot. You know. Um, you, my cousin stopped by and we just drink a beer. You know what I'm saying? Me and my cousin ate lunch together yesterday. We, um, he got off the road, he drives trucks and picked up his car, met me at the farmer's market. We went to Harris Teeter, got us a sub and some sushi. And we came and we sat at the table and we ate and we politic and smoked cigarettes. That's my, that's my lifeline. 
my godchildren, my nieces, my nephews, my siblings, even though we have ups and ups and downs, um, my aunts, my uncles. I just came back from Alabama. My cousin turned 60. Um, so I drove down there for her 60th. Um, and chill, I love going down there. Um, you know, uh, I am um, a writer. Um, I love to write. Um, I don't just write, um, you know, I write poetry. Um, I wanted to start on a book, but I started with Virgo. Um, I have a, a, um, I have a thing for, um, for elevation, for education. So I read a lot. I'm always trying to learn something. I love school. Um, you know, things of that nature. I love to plant. I got collard greens that come up. They're going to keep coming, you know. I plant things. Um, I, um, I pretty much spend my free time with my people. But to be honest, Virgo is so much doing this, consume so much, it doesn't make any sense. Um everything is centered around or has been for this year ever since I did have a seat has really been centered around you know Virgo I don't listen to music um, because I don't want to taint my own creativity I don't want something to bleed into my sound um I barely watch tv but I've been watching tv it's on drag race it's been on the same uh drag race the celebrity, whatever, the season when they bring all the girls back or whatever, all-stars. It's been on this same episode, episode two, for like since last week. And it just every time I turn on the TV, it's there. And then I'll hit play and, you know, and of course I'm in my phone doing something that pertains to Virgo, you know. So um, that's really pretty much my life in a nutshell um i'm not really a, um i don't even like clothes so if you see me i got on slides and um you know something with elastic in the waistband all of that so i'm just the real i i think i'm i can really say i'm my grandma's child um my my, my paternal grandmother and my maternal grandfather, which we just buried, um, it were really big influences on me. They were more like my mother and father because, you know, my mother died when I was six. So um, they did a lot of the raising me. So I think I have a lot of old school ways. My uncle says that I, um, I act like my grandma. I, I could feel that because I spent a lot of time around my grandmother as well. And uh, as I'm starting to get older, I'm starting to feel a lot like her. Um, just like being a loner and shit like that. Oh, I'm not, Chad. I, I'm the one, put it like this, when my grandfather uh, passed, I already knew what I had to do. My aunt basically just signed papers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I I have to, that's who I am when it comes to, um, when it comes to like my 
you know, my more so background. And it's um I thank, you know, the higher power to um to give me the knowledge and stuff to do certain things. But it does get it does get stressful and things of that nature. But you know, I'm pushing I'm pushing through. But Virgo is um that's really Virgo is real chill. Like Virgo is a lot more chill than people think. I think people see what they see and then think that I'm some you know, some I don't go out. I don't do any of that. Like going out for me is going over a friend's house. You know, <laughs> like we are in everybody. You know, we're older. Everybody's professionals now. Everybody's doing their thing, and it's it's nice to see us coming from where we came from. You know, uh, doing what we do. But um, Virgo is really. I'm really a lot more chill. I'm like really family oriented type of chill dude. I don't, I don't be doing shit. You feel like you put that in your music? No. Because <laughs> um, my music is, a, is another outlet. So my music came um, this came from depression to be honest. Um, Virgo is from Virgo came from a complete place of pain and it wasn't even supposed to, to happen. So, um, this is what happened. I was in a relationship that was just, you know, not going to work. Um, you know, and I got to the point where, you know, I was just, I was down. Not only that, there were so many other things going on around me. And as far as my creative outlet being that I don't just write, you know, I write a whole bunch of stuff. So like all of the artists I work with are like my little cousin. I developed him the whole time I've been retired, um, you know, and he's married with two kids and working, you know, and then, you know, my homegirl, she's pregnant. You know, all of the singers are busy doing their own thing and stuff like that. So I really didn't have like a creative outlet. So I started writing, um, trying to write myself out of depression. So um, I decided to write, go for up tempo. I, I said, we're going to go for stuff that's just, you know, that when I put it on, it makes me want to get up. You know what I'm saying? Have a seat, come on. I could be depressed laying down somewhere and then it make me want to get up and clean up or start moving or something like that. So that's kind of where it started. So have a seat was written. And um, I said, there's another song, What You Like. It's got my uh, my homegirl, IG. Shout out to IG, um, who's a phenomenal artist in her own right. Phenomenal writer. Um she um that one came first so that came last summer and we just went in the studio and did it on a whim and that, i think that kind of led people to start um like being more vocal about stuff so like a lot of my friends started like it's time for you to write like this stuff should be on the radio you know blah 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 you why are you sitting on it so it was two songs i wrote um, have a seat and it's another song by this one isn't out it's recorded but I never put it out um, and I called 14 people 
and it was split down the middle all around the country. You know, I've lived all around the country. So I caught 14 people split down the middle. It was either the other one or have a seat. So I called one of my homegirls, Crystal Benwell. I let her listen to both of them. Now notice I'm wrapping these over the phone. This, these aren't recorded. And she was like, mm -mm, have a seat. She was like the line where I say, you know, that truck in that home, I own all of that. She was like, that's the line. Like that's going to get the grown folks. You know, the, the real grown folks going to want to listen to it. And then she's like, those are the consumers. Like, those are the ones with the money. You know what I'm saying? That's the, she was like, that's the song. So I went and I recorded it. And um, when I recorded it, I didn't even, like, it's kind of, in our ears, it's unfinished. We know the real story behind it. It's finished. But I didn't put any more ad libs or nothing. And that kind of shaped the sound of what I started doing. Because all this wasn't Burgo wasn't um Burgo wasn't um wasn't calculated. It just came out of the blue. So when we uh, I was saying when we did it, when we got back to the house, I was playing it so much, trying to listen to it before I go back to the studio and quote unquote fix it. And my homeboy was like, mm -mm, you, you never see him. This is one of my best friends. I'm with him like 99% of the time. Straight dude, <laughs> you know, dress, all this. You never see him like have a seat. You, he's a speck of him is in that video. But he's like one of my closest, closest friends. And he kind of, you know, um, he's, you know, he's on the Virgo train. You know, this, he's That's been helping. True. But he was like, um, he was like, um, just put it out as is. But I didn't want to shoot the video. I didn't want to put my face in it, anything. It just kind of happened. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm long-winded. Um, so I have two questions. So the first one was, how do you get to a place where you just trust it? Like, you know, because I, I do that a lot, too, where I, you know, I'm, I'm not really second-guessing, but always feeling like something isn't done. But how do you trust, like, okay, this is what it is, and I'm going to just rock with this? You know what? That's a great question. I started letting shit go um, for years. Um, this is I really think that people seen all of this in me and I was the one who didn't see it mm. um, because there there's so much like I, so many friends that have um, supported me or came along. Like even when I was retired and was like, mm -mm, you need to come on work on this, you know, help me work on this or whatever, you know, just to keep my chops up, you know, to, to keep me from like completely like, you know, just letting go, which I never did because I'm always writing. Um, you know, I have a catalog, but, um, at one time I, I just, I didn't, we set on a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that we set on. And then I think a lot of the process was me, me learning to, mm -hmm. because now I've, I think I've learned so much that, you know, that I can kind of like never, it's still bootleg, but it's, it's, you know, it's just a little bit better, you know? And I just started letting, letting, just letting shit go, even down to the edits. Like that is completely on our alpha who does my videos. Alpha, like me and alpha have a creative bond. Alpha knows that um, he knows that when he comes creatively, Virgo has got all, you know, I know how I want, but Alpha puts, he puts the final 
thing, you know, and then like even on the edits, we always go with the like I trust them. We go with the first edit, no matter even if like my mouth is off on some of it or or whatever. It's more so it's that's why I like Virgo too. Um it's the rawness. Yeah. Um if I can um add to that, this is a conversation I had right before um before this interview. Um the one of the the have a seat was um I think that helped too because it kind of put everything like all of my insecurities, all of my instead of giving somebody a chance to stab at me, I just say, you know, I got a big old beer belly, you know, and he's still in my face, even though it's flat, you know, chocolate thick boy. So you're not going to call me, say anything about my complexion. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, you know, these they're statement pieces. So it, it puts it all out there. And then I was like, when we did it, I was like, shit, I'm going to just take my, I'm not even going to put on a shirt most of this video. You know what I'm saying? Fuck yep. it. You know? Um, so I think that helped. Um, and then I think too that I am, um, I, I think I'm a lot more confident in my product now. Um, That's yeah. That's what's up. Um, going back to you saying that one of your best friends is a straight man. Um, a lot of going through your experiences of when you were younger of like just experiencing homophobia how do you get to a place of like now I guess growing past those experiences to now being able to have like me because I'm a human too I mean I'm a human too everybody has everybody deserves forgiveness I'm not perfect so, I mean, it is what it is. And like I said, everybody has an experience. You have an experience. I have an experience. It's whatever. And I had to, you know, I just went through a whole, like, you know, I go through ups and downs, like, you know, and I have to always reel myself back in to realize that, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the only one and, or, you know, or it could be worse, you know. So, and that kind of helps me, um, you know, balance, you know, balance me out. But as far as like the experiences and stuff, and then me getting to now, times change, things change. And, um, you know, during my era, I feel like I did push boundaries. Um, and I'm just thankful that I could, um, I could be um, a part of people's lives who in other terms wouldn't even know or deal with um, that type of person because that, that's not a part of their immediate like um, culture or whatever, right. you know, they, you know, they, you know, so it helps them to understand too um, that we're, you know, everybody's a human. You know, we're human too. We're, I'm just like you, shit. You know, so. I think that's why I do feel comfort, like, being in spaces outside of the LGBT community because I am a human, you know what I mean? Like, above all that shit. Um, 
Man, what else was I gonna ask you? I just I just went blank. I had another. It's question. okay. Well, I got something to um something to add to that. I don't typically go into our spaces. Um, a long time ago, I used to, you know, be in the room or whatever. It, I guess it was more so, but I guess I was out there maybe so early that maybe it got old quick or or whatever, but for me, per se, like this weekend, you know, it's homecoming, so I'm going to be every day, everybody calling me from high school to college, you know, which I didn't even graduate from the high school, but that, you know, that's our home high school, so of course they want me to come, so, um, so yeah, so um, those are the spaces that I'm like my cousins and stuff. I have cousins that, that didn't, you know, we're from the, the South. I'm talking about, I just left Montgomery, you know, yeah. that didn't um, deal or didn't know, you know, until, you know, and they still, you know, they're still, um, you know, even in my own, um, not, I'm not just saying down there up here too. There's still a lot of, um, you know, underlying or smaller pieces of homophobia because everybody has their own beliefs or whatever but i mean you know it is what it is you're entitled to believe what you're entitled to believe in just like i am but just don't you know at the end of the day i feel like hey i should be able to shop in the grocery store if i want to wear a wig or whatever too you know let me do what i do you know shit you can do what you do why can't i have the same rights as you so you know, that's you how feel I say doing that in the South. What? Um, wearing a wig in the grocery store. Um, let me tell you something. When I get the <laughs> when me, the way that I operate um, today. Yeah. I don't like sometimes I paint my nails. Yeah. And if yeah. I forget to take it off, I just forget to take it off. But then at the end of the day. I live a little bit more, um, I'm a little older now, so I like to be a little bit more comfortable. So I like to move in spaces. I like to be in and out, stuff like that. Like if you catch me outside, you know, I'm in some, you know, some basketball shorts, a shirt, or a wife beater, then some my slides and socks, and a, a damn hat or something you know what i'm saying i that's just that's just more so me there still is um is stuff down here i mean they do a lot of stuff like even going to montgomery this you know it's a lot of film queens down there um but you can feel that it's it's a little bit um different than say north carolina but then i go to um like west virginia you know it's different than North Carolina, and then I go to, you know, it's just, you know, and I've lived in, um, you know, liberal spaces, um, you know, but um, it is what it is. I guess you like, I'm like, I'm seven, so shit, it's, it don't, nothing bothers me. I just, I like to move the way that I like to move. I'm not like, you know, I'm not going to go out and full Burgo get up to to the grocery store you know yeah so yeah that's what's up mm. um 
So I know you got some music coming out, and I guess I got something else to ask you about because, and I, so what made me want to bring you on the podcast was you had made a post about like, I guess your career and, you know, you having conversations. I don't remember exactly what it said. I'm kind of like giving Mm -hmm. the cliff notes of it, Mm -hmm. but I was just curious about it because, um, And and I guess you kind of said it a little earlier when we were talking about just, you know, being an example for your nieces and nephews and shit like that. But, yeah, I just wanted to know where you was at, like, with, with your art and, you know, with, with just... Well, well I, that's one of the primary reasons I retired is because I felt like I wasn't leading by example. So I retired and then, you know, now I'm I'm back, you know, for for other reasons, but, um, where I'm at, I know that, um, I know that I'm not getting the full support, um, from everywhere. That's, you know, that's cool or whatnot, you know, but I am, you know, I, I am vocal about some things. Um, uh, sometimes I feel like I, I wish I could just be somebody else and not be as, you know, not be, who I am, but I am, you know what I'm saying? And I'm very strong in my music. Right now, I am finalizing the mixtape. Um, the mixtape is, um, I think it's good. Um, like, I don't know where it came from. It just, I just started, and next thing, I shot a video, and then next thing, people were asking when the next one coming out. So I said, Shit, let's shoot another one. Shit, and I think um, trumpet sent that's that stemmy. It came right on time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I said we about to have a cookout, and the cookout turned into a video. And um, then you know from there, I just I mentioned um, slaying season. Slaying season is actually the name of my original mixtape. It never came out when I was living in Atlanta. Um, and all this stuff that happened. I got burglarized, took all my furniture and shit. Then they, um, like, when I was working on the mixtape, the engineer, her equipment crashed. So we lost all of my vocals. And by then, it's like, well, damn, I don't want to go back in there and do all that shit over again. You know what I'm saying? Even, Even the ones that were, like, that were still in the process, that still needed, like, extra pieces. Like, you know, when you record something, it's a feeling, you know? So, you know, you want to record it when it's when it's fresher, you know? So, um, so all of that stuff happened, and um, I never put out slaying season. So I know, like, they used to, in the, they used to talk about that. Like, he's never coming out with anything. He always, talk, you know, just all this. So I said, you know, this time I said, and the name is Fire. You know, I said, I'm going to take the name and just, it's every, nothing's really new. Nothing's new. I've been rapping. I've always rapped the same way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. nothing's new. This is just me. You know, and I I think I'm finally confident to um to do it. And like I said, this year it just snowballed. <clears throat> I started the business. I um kind of left that kind of like ambiguous. 
so that um, because I wasn't quite sure whether I was going to use it for music or or for this, and then like it just started. And I, I, right now, I'm at um, shit. I'm I, I'm well over ten songs. So um, and that's crazy. Like because I think I recorded half a seat at the end of January or something like that. And then, like, as soon as I recorded it and we we were like, oh, it's cool. Like, we just went and shot a video in the middle of the street. And then, you know, next thing you know, I'm shooting another one and another one and another one. And you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's I'm excited. <laughs> you know, I'm really, I'm excited for one. Um, I'm, I'm in shock. Um, like, and I'm, you know. I can't wait to be able to tell myself, well done, but like, I, I can't right now. It's, you know, the pressure's on. Yeah. We're still in, um, I'm in the process of, uh, you know, the mixtape comes out this month, right? Yeah. So I'm in the process, you know, I got a session this weekend. I have another session coming up. Then I have to have them vocals got to be done because we got to put them in there because I have, um, features so that are um, a couple of features that are coming um, you know then I gotta do some other stuff so it's like crazy then I also have a couple performances coming up so it's 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 giving you know what I'm saying but it's like it's like wow it's like you've been in hibernation for this long and then you come out and people still appreciate your art um shit like that and it's even bigger than it was before and it's just like crazy and I don't see it I have a feeling that like if I keep going the only way that I, I, I that they can stop me is if I put my pen down mm. but as long as my pen keeps going like it's you're gonna somebody's gonna have to see me you know what I'm saying? They're gonna have to see me because there's no way to go around it. And like I it's the way that I write. I'm a songwriter. I'm not just your typical rapper. And I think that's one of my strong points. Cause these I'm putting out songs. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. I got two more questions for you. Okay. Um, what is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Mm. I have to slip that nigga a note. Like, you know what I'm saying? It didn't have to be detailed because I tell that nigga everything. Like, look, this is what you need to do. First, probably like shut your motherfucking mouth, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I would. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's so much. I probably tell myself. I tell myself to stop. Don't. Don't ever touch a cigarette. Um, shit. Don't pick up that drink. Um, you don't need it. Um, like, I don't know. I, I I really don't know. 
um, maybe maybe um, have more confidence in in you, love love you more. That's what's love up. you first. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a reminder you want to give to your future self? That you're human. Mm. That's for real. Yeah. And to um you know, and to to um a part of growth is forgiveness. And you can uh you know, and as much as you you know, you're just because I am a forgiven person, you know, and a lot of people are forgiven to to me too. Um, but I need to really start forgiving myself a lot more. And, um, you know, I think that comes with self-love and, and all of that. So, you know, but I'm, I'm growing and I'm here and I'm upright and I'm home and I'm not hungry. I'm about to eat them grapes. I am hungry. <laughs> I'm about to eat them grapes. I'm going to tear them up. I've been thinking about them for about 30 minutes. But, um... Yeah, that's that's that. That's what's up. Um, where can the people find you? Um, the people can find me on Instagram. Um, that's Burgo underscore Husky H U S K Y. Um, if you search Burgo Husky on YouTube, um, I did delete my YouTube. Um, so it's it's starting back up fresh. So I would like everybody to go back and resubscribe and stuff like that. You can also find me on TikTok under Burgo Husky, one word. So um, my Facebook, people on my Facebook, but I don't like it. Like I want to delete it because it's like it was a wave of just like the the kids, quote unquote, finding me. And um, being that I accidentally uploaded on my regular Facebook page the first video instead of doing it on Burgo Husky. It's kind of like the floodgates are open, but like <laughs> that Facebook is specifically for my people. So yeah. Oh yeah. I don't really, you know, you want to follow me, follow me on Instagram. That's where I'll be doing the most. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Shoot, Burgo, I feel like I'm gonna have to bring you back on again because this this felt like really like just an intro of us just uh even just getting to know each other and connect. And I feel like I'm gonna have so much more to talk to you about. Like once I just yeah, we friends now. Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. definitely bring you back. Yeah, we friends now. I want you to hit me up offline too. You for know, sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're about to be buddies. <laughs> I think I think that we have um I think that it would be interesting to um to uh share the different um because we have a different I I I always like most of my connections are with people from like that have different experiences, you know. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, yes, I think it's awesome. So maybe you have some jewels for me in my future endeavors. Mm-hmm. Virgo, thank you so much. 
Of course, thank y'all for listening. This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Art of Letting Go. If you like what you heard, please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it. Also, let other people know what you think. If you really want to support the show financially, just to keep it all the way real, I release some merch. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Y'all should check it out. Also, you can become a subscriber on Patreon, uh, Spotify, Anchor. Um, I'm going to be releasing an exclusive radio show for my subscribers. So, you know, I feel like I know some music I love to share with y'all. But thank y'all for listening. It's Mike Brown. It's the art of letting go. Peace.